Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. Give your glucose alerts and readings from the G7. Do not match symptoms or expectations. Use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. This is Rush Hour with Danny Burke on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. It is Rush Hour presented by Bet Rivers. I'm Danny Burke, your host. Welcome to it. We are with you here for the next hour, and we've got plenty to discuss. NBA playoffs, hockey slate, and, of course, some Major League Baseball right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. And, of course, we are broadcasting live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook just outside of Chicago right here in Des Plaines, Illinois. Let me tell you who we got joining us throughout the next hour because in 15 minutes we'll take it out to Sin City. Mike Palm, co-host of Odds On right here on VEASAN, will be joining us to give us some of his top hockey plays as we're getting closer to the postseason. We'll see if he's got any futures he's sweating out, but naturally we'll get his plays for tonight. And then we'll talk a little bit of baseball with Mike. He's a huge handicapper when it comes to baseball. And the last we talked with him was really right before the start of the season. So excited to see how maybe anything has changed in his betting process for some specific teams. But that will be in 15 minutes with Mike. Then 30 minutes from now, our Monday regular, Adam Burke, Beeson's betting analyst, also going to be talking some baseball. I know he likes to do his recap after what we saw over the course of the weekend, some of the line movements, and just overall his top plays as well circulating throughout the diamond. So that'll be in 30 minutes with Adam. 45 from now, we've got Danny's dimes. Primarily, I've got some action in baseball for that segment. We've got a Cubs game to look forward to at the friendly confines and a couple of West Coast games that I'm setting my sights on, so we'll discuss that at the end of the show. But to begin things, I did want to talk about the NBA playoffs tonight. You know, we're still kind of uh, 
a little bit somber. The Bulls couldn't pull it out on Easter Sunday against the Bucks, but at the same time, you know, we're sweating out the total games under five and a half played in this series. So, eh, you know, maybe it was a happiness hedge or maybe, I, you know, I, I'm torn on how I feel about it because I'm expecting the Bulls obviously to get smacked now that they couldn't take advantage of game one. But, hey, it is what it is. We got a couple days till we have to worry about their next game. But we have three on the slate for tonight. I want to preview two of them. The Nuggets, or excuse me, the Jazz and Mavericks game, I'm honestly very torn on that one, so I didn't really have too strong of thoughts on that one, especially from a betting perspective. But the Raptors and the Sixers, and then, of course, the Nuggets and the Warriors are the two games tonight that I have some interest in. Let's begin with the first game, 6.30 p.m. Central Time tip-off in Philly, the Sixers hosting the Raptors. Now, the first game went very, very well for this Philadelphia squad. They got the dub 131 to 111 against this Raptors team. And in that game, I mean, scoring 131 points, Joel Embiid only had 19 points. You typically get him in a higher scoring game where it's like 131 for your team. You're assuming Embiid's dropping like 32 plus. But nope, he ended up with 19. The leading scorer was Maxi with 38 points. Then Tobias Harris dropped 26, and even James Harden got involved in the mix, getting about 22-plus in this spot. So a uh, really good game all throughout for the Sixers team, and it looks like it could be another favorable spot. The injuries are plaguing this Toronto team. Now, Thaddeus Young looked like he was going to be doubtful heading into this game, but the most recent news that came about is now he's upgraded, I guess you could say, to questionable for this spot. More importantly, you're missing two offensive threats. Gary Trent Jr. looks like he'll be absent. He's doubtful as of now, and even if he does miraculously somehow go, what kind of impact is he going to present considering he's been doubtful leading up into this game? Scotty Barnes, we know he's going to be out. That's a huge miss. The rookie has been tremendous for this team. Apparently, he was seen in a walking boot, so he may be out for a decent amount of time in this series and of course already being down 1-0 it's going to be even worse if they go down 2-0 and then you don't know when you get him next we were worried about Thibault and him not going to be there in Toronto well now the Raptors themselves have potentially a handful of guys not being able to play in game two when they already got smoked in game one the line movement's also moving in favor of the home team six and a half is where this thing opened at Bet Rivers and currently at Bet Rivers now Philadelphia is a seven and a half point favorite Minus 335 on the money line. Toronto on the buyback. Catching plus 250 on the money line. Total open about 220 in the hook. Now it's down to 216 and a half after you keep hearing more and more about these injuries. So I know JVT, Beeson senior NBA analyst, I think he liked the under in this game as well. But of course, now the lines kind of moved a decent amount. So at this point, maybe just wait for an in-game bet. See if you can get a higher number if they get on runs here or there. I do like the Sixers. But you know my thought process and how it's been all year long. I don't like laying high spreads in the sport of basketball. Doesn't matter if it's NBA. Doesn't matter if it's college. It's such a volatile sport that so many wonky things happen at the end of the games that I don't like to mess with it. So usually I'll stay away or if it's a higher spread, I'll be looking to take the underdog. I don't have faith in this Toronto team right now. Philadelphia looked like a team that was pissed off after everything they heard coming into the postseason, myself included being one saying, hey, they haven't gotten a respectable win since James Harden has been acquired. Well, they showed up against Toronto in game one, and I'm thinking they do it in game two. But again, I'm a tad hesitant looking to lay seven in the hook with the Sixers team. So I want to get involved with them, but again, I don't want to go with the spread. So what's the way I could do it? Well, considering you got two other uh, two other options tonight, excuse me, 
I'm looking at a small parlay to do here, and that's going to be the game that I'm also putting on, which is the Warriors and the Nuggets that will be included. And I got to look at the side of Golden State here. I get it. It's a chalky parlay, and it seems like an obvious one, but sometimes those ones are the right plays. And even though you're not getting a big payout, doesn't mean it's a bad selection to look forward to betting. Now, this Nuggets and Warriors matchup, you saw the spread open seven. This thing really hasn't wavered too much because we're still seeing it at seven at Bat Rivers. And Golden State now has actually moved up on the money line. They're about minus 285 at Bat Rivers a little bit earlier in the day. Now they're minus 305. Total open 224 to half. Now it's dipped down to 222. You recall on Saturday night, the Warriors took care of business pretty handedly against his Denver squad. Golden State winning 123 to 107. And that was with Steph Curry only playing 22 minutes, but he made the most of those 22 minutes by dropping 16 points. Jordan Poole was the leading scorer for Golden State, dropping 30. Look, rooting for Jokic is fun, and yeah, he's probably going to win MVP, and he's a great player, and this team has done a lot of impressive things, but at the end of the day, they just don't have enough. Aaron Gordon is not a consistent scorer. Relying on Will Barton isn't something that's viable throughout the postseason against the Splash Brothers in this whole healthy Warriors team. And, I mean, even furthermore, what, you got Monte Morris. Is he going to be a big contributor? The point is the Nuggets don't have enough to keep up with the Warriors. The Nuggets were a good story in the season for how Jokic was able to deal with his lack of talent around him, being Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray. MPJ, I guess, could maybe be back in the next game. But still, you're throwing him into a tough environment. So I don't think it's going to prove to be that great in favor of Denver. And especially, of course, tonight what we're focused on when he's not going to be in the game for sure the advantages absolutely lie with Golden State. Spread at seven, too high, don't want to lay it. So, yes, I parlayed Philly money line and Golden State money line. It came out to about minus a buck 34 earlier this afternoon at Bet Rivers. If you still get it in the 130s, I think that's a viable play, and I get it. That probably drives some people off. You only want to do parlays if you're getting a big payout. But look, if you want to get involved in this postseason action tonight and you're someone like me who doesn't like to dabble with the high spreads, I got a lot of faith in this Philly team because of the injuries that's presented with Toronto right now and the momentum that they captured from game one. Golden State, great home environment. Denver doesn't have enough weapons. Let's be honest. That's just the plain and simple truth. The Warriors should be able to take care of business. So I'll parlay those money lines together and take the... Odds right now, minus 134. I'm fine with laying that. It's not too egregious, and I do feel fairly confident in both teams, of course. So I'm going with both of those squads on the money line for my official play in the NBA postseason tonight. But just because I'm only doing that play tonight doesn't mean I didn't have any interest in the props. I was seeking some out earlier and didn't like enough to officially play, but I still wanted to discuss a couple of them. If I could maybe lead you to the water and then you find some viable opportunities within it yourself. But we spoke about Aaron Gordon and his inconsistencies offensively, and you could potentially capitalize on that tonight because at Bet Rivers, you're seeing Aaron Gordon's points prop at 15 and a half. I think that's a tad bit too high. And the juice is on the under, minus 127, because you're getting Aaron Gordon, who not only got eight points in game one against the Warriors, but here's a guy who's averaging less than this throughout the whole course of the regular season, 15 points per game. And in three points during the, or excuse me, in three games during the regular season versus the Warriors, he averaged just 9.3 points per game against Golden State. He dropped 10 points, 8 points, and then 10 points again, respectively. He has not been scoring against the Warriors. Golden State has a spectacular defense, and even if they were a mid defense, Aaron Gordon's still not a prolific scorer. 
I mean, during the regular season, he only went over 15 and a half points in 35 out of 75 games. And again, in game one, when they needed offense, he didn't show up. Three of 10 from the floor, 0 of 3 from deep, 2 of 3 from the charity stripe, only got eight points. So now, this is four times that he has stayed under 15 and a half points against the Warriors, and even then some. So if you're looking for a prop, look to fade Aaron Gordon because this guy is not a reliable offensive threat. I think you're safe looking toward the under. I wasn't rushing to lay the minus 127 because, hey, maybe he just randomly comes out of a spurt because they desperately need the offense. Or Golden State gets out to a huge lead and they're kind of lackadaisical defensively and he gets open looks. A lot of those things can occur. But I didn't, at the end of the day, wanted to lay the minus 127 with Gordon, but I do think he probably more often than not stays under 15 and a half points. And then really quick, speaking of 15 and a half points, another guy I was curious about since they do need scoring for the Nuggets, Will Barton at 15 and a half points definitely draws some interest. He's averaging 15 per game, dropped 21 versus Golden State earlier this year, and then in game one dropped 24 points. So if he could get going from deep, I think if you want a guy to bet over, Will Barton could be your man over 15 and a half points minus 121. But I'd probably have a little bit more faith in Aaron Gordon staying under as opposed to Barton going over. But hey, not only do we have this postseason action in the NBA right now in springtime and with the parlay we're doing, you could also do some parlays in baseball. Bet Rivers has the bases covered when it comes to early week betting fun. Today, you can make your perfect combination by trying your hand at the new baseball same game parlays. Then tomorrow, log into Bet Rivers and get a 20% profit boost to use on any baseball game. So log on to the Bet Rivers app or go to BetRivers.com and get your baseball bets in. More baseball talk coming next with Mike Palm here on Rush Hour. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zikazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All oh, my friends love it. I love that it's KidSafe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky, they're saying, Cal's a bust, he can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be my, my day. That's my day, bro. <laughs> 
There's plenty to celebrate in March and Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. This is Rush Hour on VSN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts that are designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. And you have these city casts available in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, Los Angeles, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. So make sure you subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get them available, and you'll get set up with multiple episodes a week great local sports betting content okay welcome back to it here on rush hour i'm danny burke your host live out of the bet river sports book excited to talk more sports betting in different areas we were just hitting the nba postseason tonight but let's switch gears a tad bit talk some hockey and baseball and for that we bring in our pal mike palm who you can follow on the tweets at mike palm circa and catch him co-hosting odds on the mall shaw right here on vcin the sports betting network mike thank you for joining us always a pleasure to have you on i know you and i were already talking about some of these games that were postponed in baseball and we're getting some flurries here in chicago so potentially some snow for this baseball game tonight with the cubs uh it's gonna be a unique one because of that maybe and in general did you have any plays Despite the weather with this Rays and Cubs matchup, it looks like the market's moving forward to Tampa Bay up to minus 157. The Cubbies about plus 135. A short total here at eight. I have a hard time trusting Kyle Hendricks. I know he had a great outing in his open or in opening day at Wrigley Field, but he does that just to trick you sometimes. Is there any way you're looking about this game tonight at the friendly confines? You know, I didn't bet it, Danny, but uh, it's a little bit heavy price on McClanahan here, who doesn't have a win yet after two starts. Hendricks was terrible in Pittsburgh, so I'm not sure if this total isn't too low. I, I have to see the weather. It's cold. I mean, scoring's down everywhere. Runs are down. Averages are down. I mean, these teams are hitting below 200, some of them. Uh, and what we yesterday, what were there, 11 home runs in 15 games? So it might be the ball that they're using in that, but... Uh, 
I'll take a wait-and-see approach on this game in Wrigley. As I told you, I was going to back Bieber tonight. Cleveland, that got washed away. And Mangill against the Giants in New York, that got washed away. So we got to turn our focus towards the West Coast, I think. Yeah, and it's funny. I was going to ride Bieber in the first five against the White Sox and Keiko because Keiko, like Hendricks, to me, is a guy that I either just stay away from or look to fade. So I do think you make a good point with the Rays. Minus 157, a little bit too steep. Could be just a wait-and-see, maybe study approach to this matchup. But, yeah, I mean, you also bring up something very valid that's been circulating around Twitter right now is that there's been the lack of home runs, the lack of offense, so to speak. And it's such a short sample size, it seems, but a lot of guys are still attesting to this. Is this something that you're going to absolutely consider when looking at totals right now? Or do you think that it could be maybe a little bit attributed to the weather and it being so volatile during the springtime? Well, you know, I'm a weather guy. We did a we did a few guys that work at the D, the hotel department, and I, a few years ago, three years ago it was, I said, let's bet the under on every game where the first pitch is less than 35 degrees. And I think we went something like 17 and two for the first couple of weeks of the year. Wow. Just because of the effect that the cold weather has on the ball. Um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, it, it could it be the shortened spring training. You know, there was the argument that the pitchers are behind because they got less innings in, but were the batters behind because they got less reps during spring training? It's all sort of an anomaly here right now because now we're not even two weeks in. They'd have had six weeks of spring training. We're in like the middle of the fifth week of spring training. Technically, Danny, here's what we ought to do. Let's take Shane Bieber, bet Bieber the side and under five and under in the first five. So bet Bieber first five and under first five and all of his starts and see where you end up. Yeah, I think you're... You're going to be 2-0 and on the under so far and 1-0-1 on, on the side with that 1-1 brutal tie in Kansas City where they dropped two fly balls on opening day. But I think this guy's the best pitcher in baseball right now with the ground on the shelf. And I think you got to keep backing him because you know you're going to get five innings out of him. All Francona's guys are conditioned to throw 110, 115, 120 pitches. And let's keep riding this train until it goes off the track. Hey, I like it. I'm with you, Mike. And you also bring up a very good observation in that Francona is going to let his guys go deep where we've seen some other managers not do quite the same because of the unique situation with the lack of spring training time. So very good point. And yeah, absolutely looking to ride Bieber more often than not. And Mike, a little bit earlier, you talked about, well, some of these games getting postponed. So what about maybe in a better environment or out on the West Coast? I want to ask you about this Astros and Angels uh, game tonight. Now, not technically West Coast with Houston, but this one should be going Going off a little bit more than an hour from now, Houston almost laying minus 150. The Angels about plus 128, totals at nine. We know Mike Trout with his injury, of course, bakes into this situation. How does that affect how you look to bet it? Well, what's wrong with the Astros? I, I don't know. I watched uh, most of the game yesterday in Seattle. They're not scoring runs. They lost that extra inning game. In Arizona last week with Valdez on the mound. I mean, Arizona got one run the first nine on a two breaking ball that hit the guy in the foot with the bases loaded. Um, but the Astros just aren't hitting the ball. I mean, yesterday, Matt Brash had him no hit into the fifth inning here. There, there are too many weak ground balls, too many pop-ups. I'm a little concerned on the Astros right now and not really willing to lay any prices. The Angels are hitting the ball. They put up big numbers in Texas in what has become a pitcher-friendly park. So I think the number's a little high on the Astros tonight as well. I did make a play out in San Diego, speaking of better weather. Here, you know, Sean Manaya coming over from the A's. If you look at all pitchers' first two starts, he has the most innings. He pitched 13 innings in his first two starts. Now, Kershaw could surpass that. He had seven in his first start. He goes tonight for the Dodgers. But 
Manaya's been very good for the Padres. This kid, Lodolo, pitching for the Reds. I mean, he was a top 40 prospect. I played the first five under four tonight uh, at Petco. I want to take the Reds bullpen out of the equation. That lineup's pretty bad for Cincinnati. I mean, if you watch them play at all at Chavez Ravine this weekend, pretty putrid lineup. Now they've lost six in a row. If you don't want to lay the dollar seventy-five with Manaya, I'd look at the first five under. Yeah, I'm with you there. Manaya has been great for San Diego in the short two-game sample size, but the Reds, if you mentioned, have just been even worse. So I think finding some way to bet San Diego would be. The, uh, the Bible route to take for that game out on the West Coast is Mike Palm is joining us here on Rush Hour, talking a little bit of baseball. But, Mike, I know that you love betting hockey, and we're getting closer to the postseason here, so I want to get your thoughts on a couple games on the ice tonight. And I know you did have one best bet from Odds On earlier, but really quick, I wanted to see if you had any interest in betting this Blackhawks and Flames game. Of course, it's a huge difference on the money line. Calgary minus 315, Chicago plus 260. I, I was almost tempted to look at the puck line with Calgary. It looks like Markstrom might be going. He's not official the last I checked, but we know that Lankanen's in the net, and the Blackhawks have been just a train wreck as of this point. And Calgary still could be fighting for home ice positioning throughout the playoffs. So is that maybe the route you would take in this game, if any? Look, if I was going to play this game, Danny, then I would put the four big favorites at a money line parlay with the Flames. Colorado's kind of cheap to me at 195 against the Caps at home. They're just so good at home. The Hurricanes at the Coyotes, who've lost six in a row. And then the Knights, if the Knights don't get two points tonight, I think they're done. If you put those four together at a money line parlay, you can get around plus 230, plus 235. But I'm a little leery of the Flames because, I mean, what are they, six ahead of Edmonton? I think they're pretty well in, in position. They're going to be the one seed. They can't catch Colorado for the best record in the West. I was watching, 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 waiting. When are they going to confirm Markstrom? They haven't, which maybe tells me he's not going to go. Of any of those four games, if you were going to put him in a parlay, I'd probably stay away from that one. And meanwhile, you know, growing up in eastern Iowa, listened to Pat Foley and Dale Talon call the Blackhawks games for many years as a young kid growing up. So sad to see after uh, almost four decades, Pat Foley uh, hanging it up as the play-by-play voice of the Blackhawks. I'm sure you have many fond memories of him as well as your listeners of Rush Hour. Oh, absolutely. Well, hey, at least they sent him out on a victory, so we were happy to see that amidst everything that's kind of been going on this season. But you're right. It's sad to see him go, an absolute legend in the industry and especially in Chicago sports. But, yeah, they got him out on a win. Not sure we'll get one out of the Blackhawks tonight, but I know, like we said, you did have another game you liked, Mike. We got about 45 seconds left here, but tell us how you're betting the Stars and Canucks tonight. This thing's almost a pickup right now. Look, this should be a playoff atmosphere at Rogers Arena in Vancouver. Vancouver's won five in a row. They get themselves back in the race. They're six points back of Dallas. Even number of games. Nashville loses yesterday to the Blues, giving up seven in the second period. A chance to make up two points on the Stars. Vancouver's got to come out of this with a regulation victory. I think playoff atmosphere. I went first period under one and a half plus 105. Okay, get a little bit of plus money. I like it. Mike, you're the best. Appreciate the inside per usual. Best luck with all your plays, my man. We'll look forward to catching up soon. Thanks, Danny. Stay out of the snow. <laughs> that's the plan. Didn't think we'd have to be saying that as we're getting toward the end of April, but uh, that's Chicago for you right now. So we are definitely envious of Mike Palm out there in Las Vegas as he's soaking up the sun. And you can follow Mike along on Twitter at Mike Palm Circuit. Remember to catch him co-hosting Odds On right here. 
at VEASAN, Monday through Friday, 2 to 3 p.m. Eastern time. Alongside him, Amal Shah, who also comes on Rush Hour plenty. Love talking to those guys and getting their best bets for the night. So, yeah, good talk with Mike going in baseball and hockey. We'll keep up the conversation in baseball next because we're going to be joined by our guy Monday regular, VEASAN's betting analyst, that's Adam Burke. So I know he's got plenty of thoughts in the baseball tonight. And, hey, how about the Oakland A's? I know we bet their win total under, but they have just been cruising. Does Adam think they're going to start going the opposite direction? We'll talk about that next. Stick with us. It is Rush Hour. This is Rush Hour on VSN, the sports betting network. Want more betting insights to give you an edge? Well, check out VEASAN's Best Bets podcast. You can listen to daily sports betting highlights from the entire 24-7 stream of VEASAN experts who are tracking line moves, odds, props, wins, losses, and bad beats from sportsbooks in Vegas as well as across the country. So again, download the VEASAN Best Bets podcast right now at VEASAN.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts available. Again, that's VSIN.com slash podcast. All righty, speaking of valuable info at VEASAN, we're bringing on Adam Burke, who dishes it out on a daily basis. He's VEASAN's betting analyst, and he does tremendous write-ups with Major League Baseball every single day, recapping games from the night prior, looking forward to line movements and just key matchups that he's always seeking out. I love checking it out. You should, too. VEASAN.com slash subscribe and you can follow him on twitter at skating tripods but adam thank you as always for making time on a monday evening we were just talking about this topic with mike palm last segment i've seen you be a little bit active in the conversation on twitter but the numbers are coming out yes it's a short sample size but the home runs are already down in 2022 and as you and i were kind of talking off air some other statistical categories you're seeing the offense seeming to decrease, yet uh, the offensive side of things seem to be the importance of, you know, ramping that up a little bit coming into this season by by the top-tier guys and whatnot, but it's kind of going in the opposite direction. So what the heck is going on, my man? Yeah, Danny, so uh, really interesting here. Not only are home runs down throughout the course of the season, average fly ball distance is down about four feet year over year through April 17th. Now, of course, we know that weather has been a big factor early on in the season. We've had a lot of games with the wind either blowing in or blowing across the field, something like that. So we still need more data to kind of definitively say that the baseball appears to be different again. I think that's the case. I read a study from at baseball, our stats on Twitter, talking about how the drag coefficient of the baseball looks to be a little bit increased this season. And I actually just ran some numbers here. In terms of high-velocity contact, batted balls of at least 95 miles per hour off the bat, the batting average has been 500 or higher in every year of the StatCast era, which dates back to 2015. This year, the batting average on batted balls of 95-plus miles per hour is 466. So it is down significantly from previous years. Slugging percentage is down as well. I don't think it's just the weather. I don't think it's just the humidor in all 30 parks, Danny. I think that the baseball is different again, but we do need a greater sample size to definitively say that. 
Every single year we're having this conversation. It's ridiculous, but at least we got the smart guys like yourself on it to help us learn which way to handicap around it. And, hey, one of those parks that you always have to kind of handicap around it is Coors Field. And I know that you had some betting interest, Adam, in this Rockies and Phillies game, 7.40 p.m. Central Time, first pitch is when it's scheduled. And with Nola taking the bump, the Phillies almost about a minus 160 favorite at Bat Rivers. The Rockies, the home dog, plus 138. Speaking of the totals, higher one, 11 in the hook. A little bit of juice to the under, minus 120. What are you thinking for this game, though, in the Mile High City? Yeah, so in this game, I actually think that the Rockies are worth a play here at the big underdog price. And, and I know that Aaron Nola is a far superior pitcher to Chad Cool. Everybody knows that. But the big thing about Coors Field is that it's big. You know, not only does the ball travel better in that thin air where there's not as much drag on the baseball, it carries a little bit farther. That outfield is enormous. It is a gargantuan outfield. It's a big reason why the Rockies typically lead all of Major League Baseball in batting average on balls and play at home, just because there's a lot of ground to cover. The Phillies are a pathetic defensive ball club. They are terrible in the field. Yes, Aaron Nolo should have more strikeouts than Chad Cool in this game. But if he allows some high-velocity contact, and I think it's a possibility, his defense is really a detriment. It's a big-time handicap for him, not only in this start, but as we go throughout the season. So because of that, I feel like the Rockies are worth a play here where they are better defensively. They're playing well offensively. They're a little more accustomed to the altitude and the elevation. I just thought they were worth a shot here at this big plus-money price tonight. All right, Adam, let's take it back to our neck of the woods here in the NL Central. Tell us about this Brewers and Pirates matchup. And look, more often than not, going against the Pirates, that team is going to be a substantial favorite. And you're seeing it here with Milwaukee, minus 182. Whereas the Pirates catching plus 155. Total here is at 8. Eric Lauer, the southpaw, taking the bump for Milwaukee. He's kind of had a rocky start to begin his 2022 campaign. You think he picks up the slack tonight against the Pirates? Yeah, I actually like the under in this game, Danny, and I think it's really important, too, to, to kind of understand the context of what happens in a pitcher's start. So for Eric Lauer, in the second inning of his first start, he walked a guy, then had catcher's interference, walked another guy, and then Cedric Mullins hit a grand slam. So those were the four runs that he allowed in that game. Three of them earned catcher's interference, of course, an unearned run. But that was just a weird inning that kind of spiraled out of control for him. He only allowed one more guy to reach base after that second inning. So he settled in nicely, pitched well, had a 319 ERA with a 404 FIP last season. I'm buying Eric Lauer here with the Brewers. I think that he's it's a good fit for him. I think that they can do a lot of things to kind of elevate these middle-of-the-road guys. So I think Lauer is a pretty good buy candidate there in Milwaukee. But rather than lay the big number, I also like Zach Thompson for the Pittsburgh Pirates. He's a very underrated starting pitcher, threw the ball well for Miami last year. So I went ahead and took the under eight and a half in this one. And I know that the Brewers bullpen has had some issues. Devin Williams in particular, Josh Hader may not be available tonight, but I think both of these starters pitch pretty well. And uh, these two bullpens are in a pitcher friendly park tonight. So I like the under eight and a half here up in the Brewer city. Now, Adam, really quick before we move off Milwaukee, they've been on kind of a little bit of a slow start here as we talk about offense trending in the wrong direction. Is this something that you're maybe keeping an eye on, or do you think, hey, it's just the beginning of the year, wait till they get acclimated and the offense will come alive at some point? Yeah, I think it's a fair question to ask. I mean, look, one of the things that they did in the offseason here was they tried to get some more right-handed bats to kind of improve their ability against left-handed pitchers. They pick up an Andrew McCutcheon. They picked up Hunter Renfro. You know, they, they've kind of brought in some guys here that they feel like 
can hit righties a little bit. Mike Brousseau, uh Vic Caratini is now the backup catcher. You know, they kind of sort of tried to do some things that they can hit lefties a little bit more because that's been a big problem for them over the last couple of seasons. Against righties, I mean, look, they're okay, but also that ballpark, that park factor really tilts toward the pitching side. So I don't think we can expect that great of an offensive performance from the Brewers. I think if they're league average, that's a really big win for them. But their pitching staff is so good. Their starting rotation, very, very deep, very, very talented. That's how they win games. They win games with pitching and defense. They don't necessarily need the hitting to be great. Absolutely. Well, hey, Adam, you talk about teams going up against lefties. I know you've written about this before and even kind of talked about it tonight because the Cubs going against the Southpaw, but the Cubs themselves are putting out Kyle Hendricks and Adam, look, from a personal standpoint, being here in Chicago, a diehard Cubs fan, of course I got love for Kyle Hendricks, but he's nowhere near the same pitcher that a lot of fans like to envision him being from back in 2015 and 2016. And he'll give you a great start like he did on opening day, but then he'll give up six runs to the Pirates and look at all the underlying metrics, and it shows that you can't really trust him too much. Now, the Rays are very expensive right now. They're up to about minus 160. If anything, I'd maybe go run line with Tampa, but it is a short total and the weather's not that great. How would you look to handicap this game at Wrigley? Yeah, you know, this is a challenging one. I mean, first of all, I kind of thought this game would be rained out or or snowed out, as the case would be. I'm surprised that this one's kind of still in line to be played. But I wrote about this today, and I talked about it last night on the run line with Ben Wilson, that the Cubs have been steamed by the market in every single Mm -hmm. game against a left-handed starting pitcher until tonight. So that says a lot to me. Maybe it's kind of an indicator of the market respect for Shane McClanahan. Maybe it's an indicator of the market disrespect for Kyle Hendricks. And I don't know what's gone wrong with Kyle Hendricks. I mean, all of a sudden the command is gone. The control doesn't look the same. I don't know if there's an underlying injury situation or something like that, but it's been really incredible to see how far he has fallen here uh, over the last 12 to 18 months or so. Maybe he figures it out. Maybe he gets back on track, but you look at this point in time, I don't know if there's any play to make in this game, unfortunately, but like I said, it is a really telling indicator to me that the Cubs apparently project well against lefties have been bet on against lefties. And that's not happening tonight. In fact, this line's gone up. So that says a lot to me. Adam, about 30 seconds till we can get you out of here. Uh, how about these Oakland A's? I took their win total under. They're not uh, looking too great in that category. I know it's really early, but man, this team, they've been impressive, so to speak, thus far. Are they going to be able to keep it up? No, I don't think so. So there's a concept called cluster luck, which Joe Pita, who's been a guest on a numbers game with Gil Alexander, wrote about in his phenomenal book, Trading Bases, where essentially what happens is a team can really overperform with men in scoring position, and it'll make them look better. It'll make their offense look better. It'll make their record look better. To this point, Oakland's batting 373 with a runner in scoring position and has a batting average on balls in play of 422. The batting average is 33 points higher than anybody else. The BABIP is 35 points higher. When that regresses, so will the A's. And that time is coming pretty quickly. I think it's, we're going to start getting to a point where we can definitely bet against Oakland with confidence. Yeah, they're almost a $2 favorite tonight. Granted, it's against the Orioles, but you're right. you got to think they come back down to earth at some point. That's Adam Burke, ladies and gentlemen. Big thanks to him. Make sure you follow him on Twitter at Skating Tripods. He's VEASAN's betting analyst. and gives you great info every single day. Check it out, VEASAN.com slash subscribe. A little bit more baseball with Danny's Dimes next here on Rush Hour.
Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Does sleeping hot keep you up at night? Meet the Lisa Chill Collection. These cooling mattresses work like magic with a cool-to-the-touch cover, zoned springs, and comfy foam layers. Say goodbye to restless nights and wake up refreshed. Lisa's Chill Mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers that whisk away heat, so you always sleep just right. These hybrids blend up to 1,032 breathable springs and plush foams for the ultimate cooling and comfort. And the Chill Collection doesn't just feel great, it looks great, too with thoughtful design and pillowy quilt tops. No matter your budget, Lisa has a chill mattress for you. For a limited time, save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash iHeart. With Lisa, your purchase has purpose. Every year, Lisa donates thousands of mattresses to those in need. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. This is Rush Hour on VSN, the sports betting network. The NFL Draft is out in Las Vegas, and Beeson will have extensive coverage, including mock drafts for Matt Humans. Plus, Michael Lombardi, a former NFL GM, will give his draft analysis. 
Beeson host Mike Pritchard, who was a first-round pick, and Sean King, a Super Bowl-winning champion, will give you all the insight to help you make your bets. Don't forget legendary sports broadcaster and voice of the Las Vegas Raiders, Brett Musburger, will give his draft best bets in our NFL Draft Betting Guide. So sign up today to get access to VEASAN through the NFL Draft for only $19 at VEASAN.com slash spring. Again, to get full access at VEASAN, check it out, VSIN.com slash spring. Alrighty, final segment on this Monday evening. Thank you for being with us on Rush Hour. I'm Danny Burke, your host. You can follow along on Twitter at DannyBurke5. Since it's our final segment, we always utilize this time to give out our best bets for the evening and beyond. So without further ado, let's get into it with Danny's Dimes, my best plays for the night. We already gave out one in basketball. We'll recap that in a second. But let me dish out a couple we got on the diamond out on the West Coast with the later slate of games to look forward to this evening with the games that have not been canceled. Knock on wood as of this point. Uh, San Diego taking on Cincinnati. The Padres opened up as a pretty decent favorite in this game, and you've seen them continuously getting steam. Now at Bet Rivers are minus 175. The Reds plus 150. Total opened about eight. Now it's down to seven in the hook, and the juice is still a little bit on the under, minus 118. Well, the Padres, again, a team that we took a flyer on, 18 to 1 to win the World Series. They've been fairly solid for the most part thus far. The Reds, well, quite the opposite. The Reds are on a six-game losing streak, and the Padres split a four-game series with the Braves at home. And it's kind of scary to jump in late to the party in the sense of fading a team that's on a big losing streak in a sport like baseball and a team like the Reds that, yeah, I get it, their lineup's not great, but it's not horrendous per se. I just don't think this is the spot where you could trust them to bounce back. Now, we were talking a little bit about this game with Mike Palm. He likes Sean Manayan, the first five angle with the Padres, and I don't really hate that. I mean, San Diego's bullpen has kind of been wishy-washy, and so has Cincinnati. So I understand that notion of looking in that direction. But I'm kind of looking at the run line here. And the run line for San Diego at Bet Rivers is plus 118. Do a little bit of shopping. You can get a tad bit better number. But it was a little bit higher earlier in the day. I was able to snag about plus 126 on the run line with the San Diego squad. And again, we talk about Sean Manaya, and he's a big reason why I want to look at that approach. The Southpaw this season in two games with the Padres. One and one, 13 innings he's pitched. He's got an ERA of 1.38, an XFIP of 2.84, and a whip of 0.54. Again, short sample size, but folks, he's been stellar. He's allowed only four hits and two earned runs, and those hits and those two earned runs came against the San Francisco Giants. He's gotten seven and six, uh, six strikeouts, respectively. You could look at his prop for K, six in the hook, plus 118 to the over if you're curious about it and wanted to trust him more so. But again, I just like him overall in this game against the struggling Reds with this Padres team that can be capable of delivering a lot of offense and maybe they can do it against Nick Lodolo tonight. The southpaw for Cincinnati, who was a top prospect again, as Mike Paul mentioned earlier on the show. He started one game this year. Okay, it was against Cleveland with just four innings pitched, and in that short span of four innings, gave up seven hits, five earned runs, two of them were home runs, three walks, four Ks in his first start as a professional pitcher. 
with the Cincinnati Reds. And now you're asking him to go out to the West Coast against his Padres team in a slumping Reds squad with the market moving against you. I don't know if I trust it here. I mean, the Reds have eight losses this season, and six out of eight of those losses have been by more than one run, and their last six in a row have been by more than one run, if you're kind of scared about going with the run line instead of the money line. Also, the Padres have six wins this season, and all of those wins except for one have been more than one run. I remember Amal Shaw came out in Rush Hour. He's co-host of Odds On here on VEASAN, and he made a really good point. He's like, look, I know you can be kind of hesitant about it because you're scared that you're going to get screwed, and obviously this isn't verbatim, I'm paraphrasing, but that your bet could lose if you do the run line because it falls on one. But again, more often than not, the chances of that happening is slim to none. You know, knock on wood right now as I'm saying this. But again, I like that you're getting the plus money with the Padres here, and I get it. Their offense isn't as stacked as it could be. We're waiting for Tatis to get back and just really to get into the rhythm of things. But I trust Manaya enough, and I do trust his Padres offense that has been a lot better against lefties. 778 OPS, whereas the Reds got an OPS of 526 versus Southpaws and 506 OPS on the road. This seems to stack up in favor of the Padres, and instead of laying upwards to minus 175, I'll take the plus money with the run line. So again, I got the Padres plus 126 on the run line. Can still get a solid number right now at Bet Rivers plus 118 to lay the run in the hook with San Diego. So that's the first play I got tonight in baseball. Let's move along out now to Los Angeles, where the Dodgers got a matchup this evening against the Atlanta Braves. Now, the Dodgers come in red hot. They're on a six-game winning streak. They beat the Twins in a two-game set. And then afterward, they just beat the Reds in four consecutive games. The Braves this season come in with a record of 5-6, and 2-2 two and two on the road. They're coming off a short loss at San Diego yesterday, 2-1. Oscar Yanoa, the righty, is taking the bump. And if you recall, unfortunately, we backed him in his first start where they lost 11-2. Just a brutal handicap and brutal performance. From Inoa in that start when only three innings pitched allowed five earned runs. Now, if we look at a larger sample size in 2021 on the road, he had an ERA of 5.49, but a respectable exit of 3.75, went one and three, had a WOBA of 3.48, so a little bit below average. So he wasn't terrible on the road, but nothing that would make me scared to go against him. We still got to see what he's looking like for this whole season. And obviously, the very, very short sample size looked terrible in his first outing against a worse roster being Washington. Now, Clayton Kershaw, the southpaw, taking the bump. We know he got pulled out of the perfect game. And, you know, that's an argument for another time. We know how ridiculous it was. But in that game, at 13 strikeouts and seven innings pitched. But looking at the larger sample size in 2021, uh, at home, he had an ERA of 3.09, 5-3, Opponents were hitting 219 with their batting average and a Woba, if you want to look deeper into the stats, of 277. So obviously, again, a really good number. 320 is the average. And an XFIP of 2.62 at Dodger Stadium for the future Hall of Famer. Now, Kershaw versus Atlanta last season didn't do too great. Uh, one start, six innings pitched, allowed eight hits, five earned runs. Batting average of 324 Atlanta in that game. Remember, they had Freddie Freeman and Acuna in the mix. That won't be the case tonight. And if you want to look a little bit further, the batting splits for this matchup. The Braves on the road hitting just 680 OPS thus far. First lefty's not bad, 740. But the Dodgers at home, they've been crushing it. 816 OPS at home, 802 OPS first righties, which they will get tonight. So that's good to look out for for the Dodgers. 
I was considering because of you knowing what he did last start and because of this Dodgers offense, hey, maybe you could consider their total runs over four and a half. The difference of that was that you were laying a price with the team total over four and a hook. I mean, in six out of seven games they've won, they have scored five or more runs. But at the same time, you were laying a price with the team total over four in the hook. Or you could look for the run line, which at different outlets was at about even money. So why wouldn't I take the better price at even money to do something that, again, in all seven of their wins, it's been by more than one run? And you're getting a better price to do so. And you kind of got some more outlets in the sense of, hey, what if the Dodgers score less than four in the hook? They could win, you know, four nothing, four one, four two, three one. You get the gist, two oh. There's a lot of different avenues if they don't score a lot of runs to still cover the run line. They have a good enough starter, uh, starting pitcher in Kershaw to do it and a good enough bullpen as at this point. But I did ultimately end up sticking with that run line. I don't hate the idea of doing the team total over four and a half just because you're not laying as much because at this point now the run line's up to minus 115. I do think that's a slightly better approach. By the way, the money line's been moving all day. It's up to minus 230. But if you do want to bet the Dodgers, you don't want to lay the huge price on the money line, Minus 115 on the run line is what you can get right now at Bet Rivers. I got about minus 105 earlier today, so I still laid a little bit. Try not to lay over minus 115 if you don't have to, but I do think the Dodgers could get a nice dub tonight against this Atlanta Braves team that I really just can't get a pinpoint on. I think they're back and forth thus far, and until they get healthy, that's probably where they will remain to be. So I'm going with the Dodgers on the run line. I'm also going with the Padres on the run line. That's what we're rocking with tonight in baseball. And if you recall, or if you just missed it, by the way, in the NBA tonight, we did a two-team money line parlay. We're going with the Sixers over the Raptors. I told you about Gary Trent Jr. Looks like now he's actually a game-time decision. Regardless, the Sixers team, they looked outstanding in the first game. And I'm not overreacting to it. I do think the Sixers are a better team. And missing Scotty Barnes is obviously going to hurt. So I like the Sixers on the money line instead of the spread. Paired it with the Warriors' money line against the Nuggets. That came out to a payout of minus 134. So Warriors, Sixers, money line parlay. Padres' run line plus 126 versus the Reds. And Dodgers' run line minus 105 against the Atlanta Braves. Best of luck with whatever you play. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Rush Hour. We'll catch up again tomorrow. But until then, take care, folks. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iheart radio's iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years have a plan and know the game be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. 
Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. 